Welcome to the MMA show. The MMA Addict Show. Alright, welcome to episode two of the MMA Addict Show. And it's some major drip to the MMA conversation. Drips. This Big drips. <laughs> this your boy, Johnny. You got Muhammad Azam with you, you heard me? All right, so what do you want to get into, man? It's been a... What the fuck kind of knockout was that? Korean Zombie versus Yair Rodriguez. All right, first off, who did you predict to win this fight? Bro, Korean Zombie, man. I predicted Korean Zombie to win. Like, pull off some type of submission, maybe Twister, maybe some knockout with the hands, something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Me, yeah, I mean, Korean Zombie's one of my favorites, so I was fine for him to win. Yeah, I thought he would either end it on the stand-up or finish it on the ground with some with with some twister Kimura new shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> some crazy grappling. Yeah, but he couldn't even get uh Pantera down. Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, to be honest, Zombie isn't like a takedown artist. Like, he usually does trips to get you down or some fun. There's a motherfucking stuff. black belt in judo. Yeah, but judo is not the same as wrestling. Of course not. But it's from not the clinch, like, you're supposed to go down against him. I don't know. Like, we, who's the good judo artist that we've seen in the MMA? There's Dunga. Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, Fedor. Alir Latifi. Fucking, uh, who else is there? And Ronda Rousey. Dude, you're forgetting the main one. Ka- Ronda Rousey. No, Caro, Caro Parisian. Oh, yeah, I remember him. That's the OG. <laughs> the short guy. <laughs> he, was the, he was flipping people on their damn head. Yeah, but not more than your girl, Ronda. <laughs> True, true. But yeah, oh, so he had that, but the the trips weren't working at all. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Man, he, but he did good takedown defense. I'll give him that. Like his balance was solid. When every time he was getting reversed, like when uh, Pantera was trying to reverse him, yeah, his balance was, was sturdy. Yeah, there was good uh, clinch grappling. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outmaneuvering each other, and it was back and forth. But I did have Korean Zombie winning that fight until the very last second. Oh, bro, I didn't even understand. I right for a while, dude. I thought honestly, this is nothing against Pantera, but I thought it was a headbutt at first because you couldn't. I see thought it, it was from, an accident. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> see it from the angle. Like you didn't see the elbow. You just saw him him bend over and then Korean zombie lurch on top and then just face plant. Face plant like a robot, like someone pressed the shutdown button. I thought at first I was like, what the fuck? Is it a heart attack? Like some subconsciously? Did he have a heart attack or something? And then when I saw the replay, I was like, what the fuck? This is an accident. But then like at the sixth, seventh replay, I was like, damn, he actually ducked and then timed that counter. Damn, what creativity. What crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. I feel like he was practicing that. <laughs> uh, me too, because that shit came out, like, naturally. Man, that was some crazy game plan in, in that. I think he was baiting on that since, like... Yes, sir. He was baiting on that since the last round. He was trying to do that. Because, you know, when he had his hands down and was just, like, kind of baiting Korean Zombie to come in, and Zombie was like, nah. Yes, sir. Zombie was like, nah, I'm not going to just go in, you know, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But hang on. Mm-hmm. I I disagree with you on one thing, though, that when you said that he was baiting on that for the last second to do that, I'm telling you that he was doing that from the very beginning. If you notice, every oh, yeah. time he was doing that little head, head movement, he would come back with a spinning back fist yeah. or some type of, you no, know? No, no, no. I mean, he, he's been trying that since, like, the last round I saw him, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe with that little elbow, but he's been trying the same exact method from the very beginning because he would, like, lure Korean Zombie to come in. He knows he's coming forward, right? 
And then you see him, he starts moving his head. And every time after he moves his head, he tries to do some uh, unconventional technique after it, like a spinning back fist. Yeah. Or like he did that spinning back fist thing like three, four times at least. No, like we saw the, he, he kind of set it up because he did the roll. What roll? Oh yeah, the shoulder roll. He did the roll, yeah. He and then where he went for leg locks. He, he, <laughs> and, oh, that that Iminari roll. Yeah, the Iminari, and then so I guess zombie kind of crazy. Zombie thought he was gonna do something like that, you know, but instead a spin mm-hmm. elbow up fist, spinning up elbow. I don't know what the hell you call it. I think that Korean zombie was coming in for the knockout, coming in with the hands, and the dude just, man. That's crazy, though. That's crazy. That was a barn brawl. That was a war, though. It was. Man, that could have went either way. That was crazy. Mm-mm. Korean Zombie was winning that fight. I know. That break... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was. At first, he wasn't, though. The first the first two rounds you could give to uh, Yair. Maybe. Maybe it's the first two. For sure, the first. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But then by the third round, KZ started putting... He the found his damage. rhythm. Yeah, putting the and, more and damage blows. And he felt the dude. He felt Yair. He mm-hmm. felt his power, and he was not intimidated by it. Yeah, but when is KZ ever, ever intimidated, man? He just Never. goes forward, you know? Never. You know, this was great game planning on Yair's part because I think he took advantage of how KZ comes forward with uh-huh. his head. He, yeah, man. He aims with his head. He's he's putting his head forward before the punches. Yes, and he doesn't care. He's known for it. He's the zombie. Oh, man. But fuck, way to shut his style down, man. Ah, damn. Yeah, to the last at the last minute, the buzzer beater. What the hell? Talk about clutch. What the hell, man? It had me so kind (laughs) of, you know. It was like it's like when you're a little kid, you see your favorite wrestler, and then he freaking loses the SummerSlam or gets choke slammed through the cage. Helen, so isn't that the worst? It's like you don't even want to watch wrestling for a little bit. You, you, I know. You're like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna go play marbles or some shit. Right. Like, so like when someone does the stunner on Steve Austin, oh, you're like, who the fuck? It, <laughs> it broke my heart because Korean Zombie has two daughters. I could have been watching, could have not. And I'm like, oh, it's been a long layoff for him. True. I didn't know that, but you know what bummed me out? Yeah. The dude was fucking begging for the moment you know he was in the army against his will and delaying his career it's just that burning feeling inside of you dreaming of being in that octagon and then for you to be winning the whole fight and then in the last fucking second there you go yeah uh well he wasn't originally scheduled for yair right you know who was was if you remember he wasn't KZ scheduled for um, uh, Frankie. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. talking about the other dude though, Pantera. Who was? Oh, he was scheduled for Zambit. Zambit. Zabit. Magomed Sharipov. Man, people were hating on him for not taking that fight. You got motherfucking cut off the roster. Dana White was his biggest hater. <laughs> Hate me now. <laughs> well, you know what? Now I think that's the only fight to make. Zabit and Yair. Yeah. Talk about a terrifying matchup for Yair. I, I want that fight. I uh I want your revenge. Fight. Maybe Zabit needs to make another win. You don't want that fight. You want karma. You want this nigga to bleed. <laughs> yeah, because- <laughs> so what he did to Casey. <laughs> Nothing against Yair Rodriguez, but he, he, he broke my heart with that one. And then yeah. and then before <laughs> he 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 would throw all these taekwondo kicks and Kick BJ Penn in the head. Oh, no respect. Oh, remember? Oh, yeah. This dude gonna... has something against you. How are you going to do that? <laughs> All your favorite fighters. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? What? How you were hating on Showtime Pettis and you were you were hyping up uh, RDA and you were like, he's killing all your heroes. Nate Diaz, Showtime Pettis. I don't know who else. Uh, you get the same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I love the RDA. Like, yeah, RDA is the man. But damn, 
I mean, okay, so where to go after this fight for KZ, man? That was a brutal knockout, man. I say they give him an old veteran for a tune-up fight, you know? He's he's kind of rusty. It's been a while. He, he needs it, and I think he deserved it. Um, this was a crazy fight to take on short notice, honestly. Yeah. But well, yeah. KZ and the favorites, but Pantera pulled it off, man. He has crazy legs, man. Crazy kicks. Unpredictable fighter. Good counter striking. Good movement. Not mm-hmm. power. He doesn't have power, but he doesn't. He has power in his legs, and he has an interesting style that I've never seen before, man. He has a chin on him. You think? Yeah. He yeah. Was taking KZ shots. True. 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 Um, true. But KZ didn't really follow up, you know. Yeah, KZ was playing it smart. Mm-hmm. But kind of, oh, man, I don't know. I can't say too smart because it's easy to talk from the sidelines, you know. But damn. Listen, for what KZ needs to do, he needs to take it back to the basics, bro. How? He needs to change up that style. It's not going to work anymore. It's too late, Johnny. He's like 30-something. Hey, man, who uh, said an old dog can't learn new tricks, man? Man, well, he I can. Say that, but fuck that shit. <laughs> but shit, man, like how, though? How is he going to learn boxing defense? Uh, he needs... Uh, well, Jacare did it. Yeah, he needs to go join um the yeah, African-American yeah. gym. With hell yeah. Jai, hell yeah, hell yeah. Send him God. to, like, Stockton or something. Like, I think... <laughs> A lot of Korean fighters fight like this, honestly, even in Korean Superboy. Mm, Korean Superboy has defense, though. Yeah, but he still he still takes a lot of damage in that fight. with. Um, but he's one hell of a counter striker. Yeah, he's waiting for that counter, but I don't know. You can't just leave your, I don't know, the face is the bait, I guess. Korean zombie suicidal, man. That's the oh, bottom line. Man. But fuck I it. Just... Nobody could have ducked that. Nah, man. He didn't have to go for that at the last minute. But he was getting too close, right? You know, honestly, he was trying to end the fight. That's props to Korean Zombie. Uh-huh. He was trying to end at the last minute. But, oh, how unlucky is that? But talk about range. I think, don't you think maybe the range, he got too close. That's why that elbow landed. But if he was at boxing range, that elbow couldn't have landed. What do you think? Like, he was rushing yeah. it too much to the point where he forgot about range and distance? Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. If if his head wasn't forward like that, yeah. I mean, this is easy to say, but he was leading with his head, man. Chin up. Leading with his head, like, come on. And chin up, both. Yeah, feet wasn't, un- wasn't under him. That's crazy, huh? That's scary. That that type of knockout makes you want to uh, rethink being a... And so he was walking squared up. Yeah. I don't know. I hope... Well, he needs a long time from that from that in, from that that knockout, man. That's a lot of damage, huh? Yeah. And what so about... You feel? Uh, mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. Pantera? I think Pantera's going to milk this fight, though. He's going to... He's going to chill for a minute. He has to. Didn't you see his corner... His cornermen, how hyped they were? They were more hyped than him. Oh, man. They were super hyped. I mean, yeah, KZ's good, but he's not like the biggest. He's not like entitled contention. Well, I don't know. No, 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 no. He hasn't even fought in two years. Yeah. I want to, well, I don't, I want to see that Zambit fight. But all props to Yair Rodriguez. He showed respect after the fight. Respect to KZ. Respect mm. to both, both camps. Yeah. Respectful fighter. Man, I hope KZ comes back again. Uh, they're going to UFC in Korea oh, sometime wow. soon. So Korean Superboy time, huh? Oh, that card's gonna be packed. It's gonna have DHK, Dung Young Kim, Koreans out. It's, oh, the stun gun. Of course, they always they always have them on the Korean cards. The stun gun. He also has that type of style, huh? Yeah, he does. Too. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with these Korean fighters, man? <laughs> Crazy man, you need a you listen. You you don't gotta move forward all the time. Moving forward, not moving forward doesn't mean you're not winning. You know, 
so fucking aggressive. But I can't blame them. But at least do it with your chin down. Like the, I didn't notice that all of them, not all of them, but like a lot of them, keep the chin up while going forward till now. You know what I feel? You know I feel like I feel like because they come from outside of America, that they feel they have to put on like really exciting fights to get mm. like fans into them and mm. to keep them back. You know. Well, it's working. It's working because then you know they're not speaking English, so they can't talk up a fight like McGregor. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so they got some. They come with that immigrant mentality. Is yeah, that just what you're saying? Work hard. <laughs> Try trying to prove something. Yeah, man. But all right, what, what was the, what was the other good fight on that show? Um, oh, Donald Cerrone. Oh, oh man. Oh, he, he took. He took Perry to school on that. It made it look so easy. Right, you know. Like a knife through butter. You know, I was thinking before this fight, I was like, I haven't seen a submission in MMA in a long time. Like, other than guillotines. Anything other than guillotines, I haven't seen in a while. Correct. Triangles, and then Donald Cerrone pulls it off. God damn it. Donald Cerrone always been known for having, like, a dangerous guard. From the WEC days and the fights that he had, especially the one with Benson Henderson when it was jujitsu battles and everything. But how did he pull off an armbar on such a powerful opponent like that so early in the fight with short, strong, buff-ass arms? His, his arms are short. You know that armbars are supposed to be tougher on those guys. So, like, when Mike Perry was pulling out, I was surprised. Like, huh? You know? Yeah, uh, Mike Perry has some damn pythons on him, but I think it was the the technical skill, man. He, I thought, I thought Perry was about to get out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was so strange. Like it was, you were with your full strength in the beginning of the fight, and you can't get out of an armbar from a guy that doesn't have the amount of strength that you do. Like, man, that's crazy, yeah. huh? I think it's that small technique, man, that... uh, Very technical. Surgical. Cow- yeah, Cowboy was urchin on that wrist, you know what I mean? Yanking it, and it was just enough to make Perry tap, man. Like, whew. I think he ha- he did the technique where when he traps the arm, he traps the hand with the glove between his elbows. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, but go ahead. Yeah, it's this technique, like, uh, but can you imagine it, like, when your opponent's in your guard and then you trap their uh, wrist by the glove in between your elbow, like, in your elbow, close your elbow on it, so mm, the so the glove yeah. can't come out? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the shit yeah. Nick Diaz uh, had a demonstration on in a video, so I was like, I think that's what it is, because in MMA, you know, when you're slippery, it's easier to pull out the, the arm, when in an arm bar. So, like, if you cl- clutch the glove, it'll have more mm. friction. Oh, okay. Damn, those are the the old the OG tricks, man. Yeah. In MMA, the, the veteran shit. Man, even even small things like that, the glove makes a huge difference, doesn't like, it? Man, that's crazy. <laughs> but who'd you have before this fight? Who'd you predict was gonna win? Oh uh, man, Mike Perry, man. Mike Perry, yeah. I, I had him too, man, because I thought, man, Mike Perry's just too young and dangerous, man. This He's... card is the biggest card of upsets I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was. This was an upset card. That's MMA, man. That's why we love it, huh? Yeah, man, but it was like, God damn it! I was vouching so hard on Korean Zombie, Mike Perry, and Luis Pena, and they all lost, like... What the oh, hell man. is this? <laughs> Sometimes it makes you want to go back to WWE where everything's scripted. You know you what's going to happen. <laughs> you know every move, when the pin is going to come, when he's going to yeah. kick out. <laughs> you could go online and read the script before, but like, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen. Oh, remember that? That used to be the worst when someone yeah. would tell you. <laughs> oh, man, I think they had someone working in, in WWF speaking that. Online. Yeah, it was on the website actually too. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. But man, what do you think? Where do you think Perry goes after this fight? He has a broken arm, man. He has to go to rehab. 
does he have a broken arm? I didn't yeah, see him post it. Yeah, he tweeted it. Oh, he was man. like, good job, cowboy. You broke my damn arm. Damn. That's a tweet. The platinum tweet. Mm. Mm. And all the hype, all the hype, all the shit talking Mike Perry was doing, he got us all into it, you know? Like, you're looking old these days, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Yeah, but man, usually fights like this, you know, Cowboy would, I don't want to say he would lose all the time, but something would happen in these fights, you know? Bro, I just can't understand Cowboy. Well, I understand now. I think he's found his purpose. I mean, he said it in the post, in the after winning. Mm, You're on to something, Johnny. He said, he said, after I saw my kid in that corner, you know, he was like, man, I know what I'm fighting for. I know what this is for. When he saw, when he laid eyes on that shiny belt buckle and them boots. And the, and the, and the, head, the headphones on, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess his grandma was a motivation. But now that he has his son, that's a whole nother story. Oh, man. I mean, they put that push into him. I mean, I think that's a life-changing thing. Isn't it? Yeah. That's just beautiful. Makes me want to be a father. Well, it should be. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can tell Donald Strong is going to be a great dad. He's a great dad. I think his son is going to be a killer. Yeah. Like uh, MMA badass, you know? Like, I heard him speaking about him on the podcast saying, my son is going to be the biggest badass. (laughs) Like, imagine the fathers that their purpose doesn't change after they have a kid. And, you know, you have to think about that person in a way, you know? Like, nothing changes. They just keep doing the same old, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Not not to go too much into a father-son relationship. Oh, we got so attached, my friend. We get a deal. But, but I love seeing Donald Cerrone's kid just paraded around the ring. Oh, man, that was the most beautiful thing. Just something sensational. So sensational, John. <laughs> even, even Mike Perry looked at that kid. He was like, oh, man, this kid's cute. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's something. Oh, man. What a fight. But it was like the, Perry it was didn't like do shit, old. man. Well, he tried, he, he tried to bum rush. Well, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> what is that? But what about the drama behind this uh this fight camp? They split Jackson Wings gym, right? That's the thing right there. That's what made me feel like deep down in my heart, Cowboy deserved this fight, like this win. Even though I was totally biased against him because I like Mike Perry and the antics and the shenanigans. But when it comes down to the fucking truth... Cowboy was did dirty and I would have hated to be in his position and how he overcame adversity and went through this guy is something inspirational. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. So. Like how the camp kicked him out and said that we're going to have Mike Perry instead of you. And then he had to go to a different camp, move, all this shit just because of this guy that's not loyal. He's been training at that gym for like, who who knows when? Since back, back, back in the day. Remember? He's he's the OG of the gym. He's like the OG captain. And that's what I'm saying. And this new guy, this newbie, is like, it comes, takes everything from him. His spot and the spotlight and the pipe and everything. But what he did was... I felt like he deserved the win, you know? It's kind of like karma. Yeah, it's loyalty over, over royalty. Yeah, they did him dirty, and he had to go through, you know, bad feelings through that camp. You, you know what? I think that was a business move because yeah. they look at Cowboy and they see he's more on the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. And they see Mike Perry up-and-comer. Even if Mike Perry loses, you're still going to get more juice out of him. That's true. And and his personality, you know, Cowboy's a nice guy and Mike Perry is this animal that people love to watch, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all the props to uh, Donald Cerrone. Oh, yeah, man. Who do you think? Oh, what about the call out? Oh, who do you call out? 
Oh, you didn't get it, huh? He said, Khabib, I'm coming. You think they're going to give offer him Khabib? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, he did call out Khabib. Yeah, and, and then in, a, in another interview, he was, like, talking about his next opponent. He wouldn't name drop. He said it was at 155. And then he said someone very exciting, but I can't reveal names, following the call out to Khabib. So... Maybe even the UFC is going to actually offer him that because you know how Dana White appreciates Cowboy and everything. The most wins in the fucking UFC. Hmm. Honestly, I don't think that fight was gonna, is going to happen. I think he has more a chance of fighting Ferguson. Ooh. Johnny Ferbs. Snapping necks, cash in checks. I just think uh, Habib's up in the air at this point. Didn't he say he's going to leave if they cut his teammate? They're not going to cut him, bro. All right, so that finishes that. I mean, they can't lose Habib. They said they're going to, the whole Russian mob is going to leave the UFC. The Islam Makachev, the Rustam Kabilov, the Khabib Nurmagomedov, the, the whole Dagestani culture oh, in the UFC. Imagine, <laughs> if, imagine if they all jump ship to like one FC. They said so, and you know that they're oh. gonna get offered crazy contracts over there. Oh man, they were go- they're gonna be living like kings over in Asia, dude. <laughs> they already are. They already are getting offered. You know, this Ali Abdul Aziz manager guy, he has all the juice. <laughs> oh, well, let's, so what, let's. You want to get into that, dude? Let's go ahead, man. I'm down for whatever. This uh-huh. MMA shit is. I'm, I got a passion for Ali Abdul Aziz. Like people either love him or hate him, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's a mysterious figure, isn't he? Like, well, like I've never seen a manager this have this much focus and loyalty to certain people he manages, you know? And power. And power. The, the type of fights he gets, the, the it, it it comes to the point like if you have him as a manager and he says he'll make you champ, he's gonna get you that champ fight. Yeah, that's true. And he can. And he's actually a former matchmaker for PFL while he was the founder of Dominance MMA managing all these world-class fighters. And you know what that means, right? He's, uh, he's, he's cooking the books. He's taking... He, he's, he's political. You feel me? He's, exactly. He's making money on both sides. <laughs> on both sides, helping his guys out. And his guys are the fighters there. And it's just crazy. This guy is, uh, I don't know, is he a mastermind or is he with this shit or what is it? Uh, I don't know. The way he moves, he sounds like he's been in like New York prison. He ran with the ox. Like, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like he's with like <laughs> he with the ox, isn't he? He was, he was. And like, did you see the website I sent you, the Fukuro files, a little bit? Yeah, I, I read, I read a bit. It was very, very long, but I, I read some of it, and I did not know a lot of things that I read on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Is supposedly he worked for the CIA and was like a double. <laughs> or a terrorist organization and I don't know that's crazy that's the two biggest things two polar opposites most dangerous lethal associations to affiliate yourself with right there that's a bold ass move man some people really hate some people have have it out for him like in the online MMA journalism world the political world I mean someone's trying to put him out ow I don't know like MMA's MMA it has nothing to do with politics you know <laughs> right 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 100% <laughs> two separate realms I mean fight it's a sport you know uh huh and politics is a whole nother I think that's why we watch MMA because it's nothing to do with politics. You know what I mean? It's simple. Mm. You get in there and you fight. Who gives a fuck where you're from, what you rap? You could be mm. fucking everywhere, anywhere. You could be freaking a Osama's brother or a cousin. As long as you get it down in the ring, they're going to respect mm-hmm. you. 
That's right. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just thinking, like, I'm like, how did he even, you know, get affiliated or, or become this? Well, I do know that he was a black belt in jiu-jitsu, okay? First and foremost. Mm-hmm. So that's his tie to MMA, right? Yeah. And he also he also said he wrestled for the for Egypt in the Olympics. Oh, did he? But he said that, but it turns out he didn't really, he didn't, he never wrestled in the Olympics for Egypt, but he was at the training center and he was a wrestler. Oh. For Egypt, but he didn't wrestle in the Olympics, you know? Okay. On that. (laughs) How can you, you, you fought, you wrestled in the Olympics, but you really didn't. Like you almost, I don't know. I don't know. So he claims he did. Yeah, he claims he did. But what about his beef with Ariel Hawani? Ariel Hawani hates him. Listen, brother, there's a strong beef between Egyptians and Israelis long before Ali Abdulaziz and Ariel Hawani. <laughs> I think this this beef goes way farther back than anything. Uh, that must be why, because I saw in the in Ariel's show, I was, man, Ariel's like on this guy. He's like snitching on him, saying you're fucking threatening me, harassing me. I'm like, it looked like Abdel was like, yo, bro, why you snitching, dog? It looked like as soon as the camera turns off, he's going to smack this guy. <laughs> yeah, man, and Ariel was all up in his face with this stupid, like, that's bullying. You blocked me on Twitter, and I think you're trying to intimidate me. That's bullying. Why do you block me? And right. he's like he's like rolling his eyes to like, bro, I'm not a. Who are you, a man? What are you calling? <laughs> and he's like, this isn't even the first time I blocked you. Why are you getting so offended now? All of a sudden, <laughs> right? And, uh, he's like, maybe I misspoke. You know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and forgive me. Okay, it's not that deep. Oh, you know? Ariel kept drilling it in, drilling it in. I was like, chill, bro. Like, act like a little girl that got. Or a toy ticket or something like he has something against him, you know. I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, he wanted Ali to defend himself on the terrorist talks. Oh man, talk about controversy, huh? And Ali was like, I don't even have to talk about that, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, what is this? Yeah, you like, know, this is an MMA show. Wasn't that sh- yeah true true? I respect him on that. That makes sense. But wasn't that a little shady? I, I don't know. He seems like he wants to avoid the fucking talk. Anybody's gonna avoid anything dark from their past. True, true. And Ariel Hawaii is like putting in on putting him on front street. He's like, bro, if someone called me that, I would defend. I would be like, no, I'm not. I'll just straight up say it. And then he was like, why aren't you saying anything? He's, I was like, no, nah, man, I don't got. That's stupid, you know? I'm not going to entertain oh, the thought. You, you're saying that, like, if you were Ali, you would have entertained Ariel's questions? No, that w- that was what Ariel was saying. He was, like, saying, trying to bait him into defending him. Though. Like, if someone calls uh-huh. me that, like, I would defend myself, you know? Right. <laughs> Ariel's, uh, he's, he's got smart yeah. tactics, you know what I mean? Hey. Hey, you know what the deal is. <laughs> I don't even got to say nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like my lawyers from the same country as Ariel Hawan. Oh, yeah. They're going to get you out a lot of things. <laughs> Isn't that right? And also, I like my diamonds. Oh, where do you like your diamonds from? But I, I can't afford them, so I get a cubic zirconium. I get them from the Chinese store down the street. Mm. <laughs> we just two guys chilling talking about mma and shit that has to do with it it's not that deep just trying to entertain y'all but all right what what about the violent bob ross fight see that that fight was not available on the websites i was streaming on <laughs> <laughs> it was a good fight but uh bob ross lost um, he seemed kind of out of it. Maybe the weight cut got to him. I mean, he's a, you know how tall he is? He's like six foot. He's like six two, fighting at one fifty five. Six two, at one fifty five. Oh, that's that's good. That's 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 I that's actually that's very tall. Man, but I feel it seemed like the weight cut got to him because you know when guys cut a lot of weight sometimes and. 
they're just like off, you know? They're like, mm. like the it's the accuracy is just a little off. Like their balance is a little off. It seems something like that, you know? Mm. Or was it all the chilling with Mike Perry? Uh, yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know what the look they be doing. They look like <laughs> big two crazy guys, you know, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe it was a 155 fight because I don't think he could make 145. Yeah, yeah, it's 155 fight. Yeah, imagine him at yeah. 145. <laughs> imagine someone 6'2, 145. Bro, that's like me. I'm six foot and I walk around at uh, 155. I cut down to 145 or 135. Roll, rolling around like a sack of bones. Yeah. <laughs> a long sack of bones that'll tie you up. Let's get this guy some kebabs, man. What was wrong with this kid? <laughs> no, yeah, man. When you're that tall, all you got to do is develop a good chat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that card, that was a crazy card. It was a good card, man. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, man. Hey, uh, I told you. I, I was, it was disappointing seeing dude lose first loss in his career. Hey, man, I told you lay off the hashis when you're doing the damn show. I'm not on it. I was on it. We don't need you coughing up in this freaking podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm a cough. I'm a cough away from the microphone. <coughs> Is it loud? Yeah. Oh. All right, just edit that out. <laughs> all right, so, all right, let's get out of the um, UFC world for a bit. Now let's go to the Money Mayweather. Whoa. Yo, when, when that fight first got out, I was like, tension versus Mayweather. And you see Mayweather put on the gloves. I'm like, whoa, we going back to the Pride days, baby. Oh. The money shit, the freak show fights. Man, I, wasn't everyone surprised? And then people were like, "This is fake. This is a fluke." And then it comes out, Mayweather backs out that shit. Was it the yakuza, or was he was he shook? Who, man, who knows? Supposedly, he says that I thought it was gonna be an exhibition fight that I'm signing for in front and like. A private room with people playing yeah, right. Gorbrin and Fees. Technically, isn't that the same thing as a Ryzen show? I mean, yeah, man. It's an exhibition. What the fuck? Floyd Mayweather isn't known for no exhibition fighting. What the hell? Now all of a sudden he wants to do private fights. Man, I think he was just bullshitting. I think first he didn't know Tenzin, Tension. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And then. He's like, oh, who's this little guy? I'm going to knock him out. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And then he goes online. His team shows him the tapes. But like, this guy is doing rolling thunder kicks, knocking people <laughs> out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. This t- tension is a nasty kicker. Yeah, after he started, right. I think he backed out. You know what I mean? It would have fucked him up. <laughs> that would have been like the next Ali versus... In the Inoue fight, in a way. Yeah, yeah. That wrestler that used to do the up kicks. Yeah, he <laughs> man. <laughs> somersault, up kick, up kick, up kick, times 10. Get up, somersault, leg kick, up kick, up kick. <laughs> I think they wanted something like that, like an exhibition fight like that, you know? That was the worst fight I've ever seen in my life, though. It, I was, can't lie. it was fun, though. It was hilarious, but annoying. Like, God damn it. Remember when Ali was up on the top turnbuckle like he was going to five-star frog splash? Oh, yeah. And was it in a way, like, <laughs> round and stuff? like On his back, kicking. <laughs> and then he would get up to do a leg kick and then fall back again? Dude. <laughs> like, at least pull guard. <laughs> Dude, that's like the guy who um who won the UFC, won the UFC show from Falls Church, Virginia. What's his name? Ryan Hall. Yes. Yes. It's like him. He just goes straight ground. You know what I mean? We'll lay on his back, like, come to me. Like, mm-hmm. he's witty with it, though. At least, you know. Uh, but Ryan Hall, he really does need to work on his striking, doesn't he? What happened to him? Is Does he have a fight scheduled? I don't know. He has a fight against your favorite fighter. Who, Artem? No, dummy. Artem, who? Artem's your favorite? Yeah, I don't know my favorite. One of my favorite. Oh my god! Damn. 
I don't want the USC to cut him. He has a heart of a warrior. He's going to hit you with. <laughs> I can't believe what I just heard. He's the heart of a damn warrior. Arnold Lobov is your favorite fighter. I'm just fucking around. But who's, uh, who's he fighting? I'm not going to get over this. Who's your favorite fighter? I don't really. I don't really. I think it was KZ. I didn't, you know. I was thinking BJ Penn. I was like, oh, of all time? Yeah. Yeah, I was probably BJ. He's such an OG man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds more like it. Yeah, that's respectable, you know? But anyways. It was the McGregor. That's who he's fighting, dude. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's a good fight for BJ, actually. And for Ryan Hall. That's a great jujitsu fight. Oh, that, oh, they're both black belts. Ooh. High level, very high level. OG versus the new G. Oh, isn't that right? Uh, Ryan Hall has a huge reputation in the jiu-jitsu world, you know. Yeah, his his gym is uh not too far from here. It's fifty fifty gym. Mm. It's, it's a real small gym. It's next to Taco Bell. Go master the leg locks, man. If he if he gets my boy BJ Penn, if he puts him in an armbar, arm lock, I'm gonna go to that gym and I'm gonna. <laughs> what you gonna do to that gym? I'm not gonna do nothing. But I'm gonna say, hey. <laughs> what are you gonna say? I'm gonna be like, hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you know, motherfucker. BJ's the greatest. And then take off my shirt, my jacket. It's gonna say BJ Penn the goat. Oh, oh man, that's some WWE shit right there. Fanboy, 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 the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> VJ Penn is fighting Ryan Hall. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a good. Fight. Very interesting, very technical, or it could be boring as fuck. But you know, you know, you don't know. Yeah, because who did Ryan Hall fight last? Wasn't it like Gray Manyard? Manyard. Yeah, man. Talk about a horrible fight. That was a weird ass fight. Ryan Hall won though, didn't he? Yeah, I was like, but it was like, it, it was just so weird. They were like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> like the guys in there, he didn't take damage, mm-hmm. and your techniques were not working. So, what is this? <laughs> All right, yeah. But uh, on to the next. What about Fury versus Deontay Wilder, December? First, listen, Deontay Wilder is not fighting no normal fighting fighter. He's fighting a king, a gypsy king. <laughs> yeah, man, he has a hell of a fight. He has his plate full, man. Who do you think's gonna win? Tyson Fury. Good decision. That's why I think it's gonna win too. If it's decision. Tyson Fury. If it's not decision, I still think Tyson Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury's <laughs> never lost, has he? No, undefeated. They're both undefeated. They're both undefeated, yeah. But if you're going to knock out Tyson Fury, I'm going to think, like, you got to be kind of technical, maybe. Because the way Deontay Wilder strikes, I don't think really that it's Tyson Fury's style to, you know, engage in a brawl. He's kind of like a swing for the fences type guy, you know? I mean, Klitschko couldn't knock out Fury. Right. And Klitschko is like surgical, isn't he? And Klitschko is way more technical than Deontay. And it has pretty good power, if not the same. Deontay Wilder is very powerful. But, yeah, I think that his run is going to come to an end. Because I don't think he's faced an opponent like Tyson Fury before. Like, with that kind of level of... um, like his uh, record, his everything, how good he is. Have you seen the the interviews and the confrontations leading up to that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit talking. Yeah. I think on the psychological aspect, Fury's won. Fury is like, his mindset, I can't describe it in a word. Can you? Uh, not in one word, but I would say he's like a spiritual boogeyman. <laughs> and he's convinced. 
And that's yes. the 100% confirmation that that's, it's real, right? That's all you need. He has ultimate faith. Like, like he knows he has this in the bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his story, you know, coming down from that horrible amount of weight he had to lose, you know, and being an alcoholic, addict. Some you know, 400 odd pounds, right? Mm-hmm. He was huge. And you know who inspired him to take the fight, right? Who? Deontay Wilder, remember? And he was saying that Tyson Fury's fat. He's washed up. He's never coming back and all that. And that's what made him take the fight. And he did this whole camp and lost that much weight and quit the drugs and the alcohol and the women and just turned himself back into a beast just to kill this one guy. And, you know, it's another level. Yeah, I remember in the, in this interview, Fury said he was in a Halloween party, dressed up like a skeleton, probably off the shits. And he's looking <laughs> around, he's drinking, he's like... Man, I'm the oldest guy in here. These people are like 19, early 20s. Like, what am I doing here? He said, after this, I need to change my life, you know? Oh, Deontay Wilder said that about Fury? No, Fury said that. Okay, he said that about himself? Himself, yes. Oh, oh. He's like, man, I need to to switch my goals up. I got a family at home. I got kids to eat. Yeah. Like, uh, have you seen his uh, interview with um, Ronaldo? What? Cristiano Ronaldo? Nah, Martin Ronaldo, the old uh, Pride commentator. They don't want to talk about it. That's a great move. Like, he's, like, look at him, Tyson Fury. If Tyson Fury is man enough to talk about his mental health issues, then who are you? Who are you to, to be afraid, you know? That's a great move. Very positive. I love it. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about, you know? Positive vibes only. Like, he's he's already came from nothing. He's already came from when he wanted to kill himself. He said he was on the on the, on the the freeway in his uh, Ferrari driving about a buck 40 above. And he was going over a bridge. He was like, I'm just going to let it go. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he said, something was calling into me. You know what I mean? And I thought about my my family, my kids, and I was like, I just can't do this. I can't. I can't let them down. You know? And I was like, damn, some deep stuffs. I I think he's a good dude. Like he's trying to be, or at least trying to be a good dude, and he has purpose, like you said. Dude, like, he's yeah. He he's the biggest man in my books, not just physically, but mentally, man. Cause I know there's people even today just walking around and they're they're scared to admit they have a problem because I don't know maybe it's not their fault because you know a lot of these things are unspeakable things in a lot of families you know yeah man like there's nothing worse than people treating you like you're crazy yeah when when you know other people go through this stuff you know yeah and depression is something amongst us all you know yeah. To anyone out there that has depression or suffering from it, find a way to combat it. Yeah, man. Tell somebody, someone that you could be completely open with. And when it gets serious, get get some help, you know? Get some help. Love yourself. Acknowledge your flaws. You know, that's the first step to improvement. Acknowledging your flaws. Change them. Once you acknowledge them, you can change them. And People just need to be compassionate, man, because we're all fucked up in our own ways, just like we all have good traits, you know? Yeah, man. Life's not always a competition. You know, this is an MMA sports podcast, but we talk a little bit about everything, you know? It's life. We discuss it. And and the thing is, there's not a lot of uh, good services for the mental health, you know? Even when you um, get in trouble, maybe maybe you could say with the law, you know, they're going to hit you on the law side. They're going to throw the book at you. They're going to be like, you're addicted to this and that. You're addicted to the prescriptions that our doctors gave you. Yeah. Whether (laughs) (laughs) 
turn into Conor McGregor on them. Yeah, I predict these things. <laughs> <laughs> but man, but no bullshit. Like it's so crazy. It hurts sometimes when you don't get that same type of genuosity and seriousness back. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I do, and that's uh-huh. why. And that's why that's something we learn as children that loyalty is a must and not everyone was raised on that. Isn't that correct? Some people try to slither their way to and use others as stepping stones only. Yeah, I don't think most people know what loyalty is, honestly. Mm. Loyalty. The thing is, the thing is, you'll never know if this person is loyal or not unless you get betrayed. Unless they get tested, right? Right. So you have to make yourself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You have to take a risk with fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to invest in, if you want to gain something out of it, you have to have the courage to take the risk. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you have to. Because, I mean, once you stop taking risks... That's it. It's over, man. You're, you're, you're dead while you're alive. You're in living in a turtle shell. You're, you're a zombie. You're a living zombie. You're not... You're not. You're in a turtle show. You're not going to see nothing because you're living in the dark. You know, you're preventing yourself from all of these opportunities due to fear. You become a coward, discouraged. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I love how this conversation is going. We the MMA addict show going from MMA to mental health. <laughs> mental health is a must. We all have to acknowledge these things because without mental health, we will not be able to participate in sports we all know what makes champions champions and it's their mindset it's their mental health let's go into mma a little bit. let's go bro like, i feel like mental health is a huge thing in mma it is that's right man I mean, it's such a violent daring sport i mean you you gotta kind of be a little crazy to want to do that you do you have to have an inner psycho, don't you? As in a rebel or defiant. It's defiance. MMA is defiance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, to know that you could, one, lose your life. You could get brain damage forever. Bro. You don't know how good the other person is on the other end training. You don't know, yeah. you don't know how long they've been training. You don't know what they're fighting for. You don't know who, what is behind them. It's just all a mystery. MMA is a fuck it sport. The moment you decide to do MMA, that's the moment you say, fuck it. I'm, I know I'm going to go take damage and I'm willing. Right? I think, I think the sport attracts some damaged people, huh? What, does it attract damage to people? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, you have to take damage. It's part of the sport. If you're not willing to take damage, then what are you doing? No, I mean... I think it attracts like mentally, spiritually damaged people in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, bro. Anyone that's been bullied, anyone that's been told they won't be nothing, anyone that has a hard past, MMA, that's the spot. Man, it's 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 a hard sport. I wouldn't uh, advise it for anyone to be the main number one bread maker because there's so many other things you could do, you know? Yeah, but you know. MMA is a poor man's sport, don't you know? Yeah, it is. It's just like boxing. I mean, what do you think about these kids? Like, let's compare like like Sage Northcutt and these kids that like they could do other things. You know, you'd be like, why? Why are they fighting? You know, <laughs> that's a phenomenon. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like these really good upbringing. Not, we're not saying that you can't come from like a perfect place and perfect household and not be the best fighter, but you got to be a ultra crazy if you, <laughs> if you want to do it then. But then again, it's not like he really had any say in it. It's all he knows. From the moment he was like put on earth walking, he learned how to kick, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just him and how he was raised and what he knows. Just like Mayweather had no choice, right? Like, you, you were basically born in a ring. <laughs> like, you know how they kept him off the streets and, and they kept him in the gym coming up as a toddler till, up till he went pro and he's surrounded by fighters and that's what you do, you know? It's just natural. 
Oh man, MMA, um, it turned me into a way better person, man. Like when I started training MMA, I was at an extremely dark point in my life. I was failing school. It was um, I was in a gang of friends that were up to no good, you know, just failures, just drug addicts, you know, yeah. doing nothing but, you know fucking around trying to look for girls and do drugs and just be stupid and do nothing really except that and i was in their routine i made it a lifestyle i was involved in it and i was going nowhere until one time i got addicted to pills and it was like a week and then i cut the shit cold turkey right Mm -hmm. and then i something unexpected happened i had not known of withdrawal symptoms and i was not expecting them i mean i heard of them but i was like that's for heroin that's for cocaine or something that whatever uh, i i've only been doing pills for a week like you know uh, but then bro all of a sudden i couldn't get up off the bed and i have a huge belly in front of me and it hurts and i, I can't eat i have a fever but i feel cold it's just I'm dead, man. I can't move. It's withdrawal symptoms, and I'm relying on a friend to fucking feed me. You know how bad that feels as a man? Wow. And that's my friend right there that was feeding me in school. And just like that, I felt like he saved my life in a way. I was like, what the fuck did I fucking do to myself? This is it. This is fucking failure. I'm a failure. That's it. Fuck it. I'm going to change my fucking life. I got to do something. My mom picked me up from school and she's like, what's the deal? What do you need? I said, I got addicted to pills and I'm, and, and, and my friends are the worst friends that I could have. And it's my fault, man. She said, do you need rehab? I said, no, I got it. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I quit it three days and that was it. Withdrawal symptoms went away. But then I told her, I, I have to fill in this gap in my life. I need to change my routine. And she was like, what is it? I said, a sport. So what sport? I said, there's this sport I love. And I was like thinking about GSP and stuff. And I, and I was like, this MMA, I want to try it. It's going to boost my confidence. Plus, I was thinking about my uncle who I had beef with that I wanted to beat up. So I was like, well, I'm at it. <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I was like, MMA, I'm never going to. You know, that's crazy. You know, man, a lot of WWE wrestlers have been addicted to pills as well. How long were you on them for? Oh, uh, at that time, it was just a week. Oh, okay. But even, but that's great that you were smart enough to realize how this could go, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've done pills a lot, a lot, recreationally, but Mm -hmm. I've never been addicted other than that one time. Mm hmm. So bumps and years from now on five, 10 years, 15 years, you might still think of it. You know what I mean? You're going to reminisce that euphoria eventually. Yeah. And if you don't have the discipline to fight it off and you're not that fucking in that state of mind, then you're going to go to it. Yeah, exactly, bro. And that's the scariest shit about that. Age. It's just like sex. It's just like any type of euphoria, isn't it? But I ain't breakfast at all, yeah. Oh, you haven't? Yeah. We didn't even finish the whole UFC. We didn't finish. What else is there talking about on the car? Jermaine Durandamy, don't you know? Oh, female fights. Okay. All right, if you want to talk about it. Female fights. Wow. <laughs> Not to be you said it. That was a that was a good fight. Jermaine Durandamy won, right? Yeah, she did. She whooped Raquel Pennington. You know Jermaine Durandamy credentials in Muay Thai, right? What? Nah, not she's world champion level. She's like multiple time world champion. She had a war with Holly Holm, who she ended up beating by decision. Oh, uh, I remember. I just remember Dana wanted her to fight um, Cyborg. Yeah, that would be a good one. She was just like, no. And then after that, I didn't see her till now. <laughs> but she was, she was ducking Cyborg. That's correct, though. <laughs> Who would want to fight Cyborg? I mean, honestly, like, come on. She's been documented one time, at least one time. We're not going to act like she does all the time, but come on. It's been documented that she has used testosterone, right? Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. forever changes your body, right? Especially a female body. Oh, well, maybe females, but when it comes to males, I think it fucks it up for the worst. Like, look at Vitor. Oh, man, like... Vitor with no TRT is like, 
Thanks for tuning in to the MMA Addict Show. Next episode, we'll be discussing the results of UFC Fight Night, Magni versus Ponzinibbio in Buenos, Argentina. So long, addicts, till we meet again. Welcome to the MMA Show. The MMA Addict Show.